my name is Pastor Ralph Gonzalez, and I want to first thank Pastor Gabriel Menchaca for giving me this opportunity to share the Word of God. Now, the title of my message today is, Do You Hear the Lord Saying, Go? I want to first start off by reading 1 Chronicles 12, 32 in the New Living Translation, which says, From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. Now through this message, I want to stir your hearts to hear the Lord and understand the signs of the times and know the best course for us to take. I believe if you could lay your ear against the heart of Jesus, you would hear a heart that loves souls, that longs to see people set free from sin, to bind up their wounds and heal their broken hearts, and to deliver them from the bondages in their lives. <clears throat> Why? Because the Lord loves souls. I mean, think about it. Some of the Lord's last words are found in Mark 16, 15 and Matthew 28, 19. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Matthew 28, 19, he says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. See, Whenever anyone knows they only have a little time left with a person, they're going to make those last hours count and talk about what matters most to them. And what mattered most to Jesus was for his church to go and preach the gospel and go make disciples. We are to go and to, and, and to go preach the gospel to the lost. That's done outside the church walls. And we're to disciple those who are one to the Lord, and that's done inside the church. And if this was what mattered most to Jesus, it should be what matters most to us as believers. That means that the body of Christ should always be on the go. See, the Lord not only calls us to come to Him, but also to go for Him. The word go is defined to move or proceed, to leave a place, depart. Listen, any local church that says no to the goes will not grow. If your church is not growing with new converts and people being discipled, then I have to ask, are you really going? One man writes this, the best remedy for a sick church is to put it on a missionary diet. Mandel Taylor said, the church must send or the church will end. Hudson Taylor, he said this, the Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Oswald J. Smith said, the mission of the church is missions. As we all know, the early church took the last orders of the Lord seriously. And because they did, the, the early church continued to expand at a rapid pace. 
They made their minds up to give their whole lives to the ghost. Even though it meant sacrifice, money, their personal dreams, the possibility of being beaten or even killed. They made the great commission the priority of their lives. Not money or the things of this world. And today I'm wondering, whatever happened to these type of Christians? Where are these type of disciples at today? Could God find that person in you? When James Culvert went out as a missionary to the cannibals of, in, of the Fiji Islands, the ship captain tried to turn him back by saying, you will lose your life and the lives of those if you go among such savages. To that, Culvert replied, we died before we came here. Let me ask you, have you died to self to obey the Lord's orders to go? Are you still willing to go to the street corners and preach? To go to your co-workers and share your testimony? To go to your neighborhoods and knock on doors and invite people to church? What about going and pioneering a church or going to the mission fields? Are you still willing to do those things? Or because of the horror stories you've heard, you're now saying no to the go. Let me ask you, when was the last time you shared the gospel with someone? When was the last time you led someone to Christ? If I were to guess your answers, based on statistics, it's probably been a while. Or it's even possible that you have never led anyone to Christ. Again, I'm making those assumptions based on statistics. And I'm not saying these things to uh, attack you or, or be harsh, but this is a sad reality in the body of Christ and statistics prove it. Let me read you one. Michael Parrott writes, 95% of all Christians have never won someone to the Lord. 80% of Christians never even share their faith. 2% of all Christians are active in evangelism ministries at their church. 63% of all church leadership hasn't led one stranger to Jesus in the last two years through the method of go ye into all the world. 49% of all church leadership spends zero time in an average week ministering outside the church. 89% of all church leadership has zero time reserved on their list of weekly priorities for going out to evangelize. 99% of all church leadership believes that every Christian, including them, has been commanded to preach the gospel to a lost world. 97% of all Christians believe that if the church leadership had a greater conviction and involvement in evangelism, that it would be an example for them to follow. 96% of church leadership believes their churches would grow faster if every Christian would be more involved in evangelism. To me, those are heartbreaking statistics because it really reveals that the heart of the church is not even 
focused on the Great Commission. When this should be our number one priority because it's what mattered most to Jesus Christ. Pastors that are watching, let me ask you, from a pastor to a pastor, are you still challenging your church to obey the Lord's orders to go and preach the gospel and go make disciples? Oswald J. Smith says, any church, listen to me, any church that is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. I know that what I'm preaching today is challenging, but we as believers need to be challenged. Why? Because without challenge, there is no change. See, it's time to deploy the church, not play church. I'm wondering from all those who are listening, amen, to this message, who will be the next one to rise up and say, here I am, Lord, send me, I'll go, I'll give my life to the Great Commission, I'll give my life to the goes. Notice I didn't say go, I said goes. Why? Because the Great Commission is both go preach the gospel and go make disciples. But if we're not careful, we can get comfortable and unintentionally, by our actions, say no to the goes. Now, I hate to say this, but too many today sound a lot like those Jesus talked to in Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62, to the Lord's orders to go. Too many sound like these guys today when in regards to the Lord's orders to go. Listen to what happens in these verses. Now, it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead, but you go. And preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow you. But let me first. <laughs> let me first go and bid them farewell. Who are at my, at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow. And looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. If I had time, I would talk about all three of these men, but I'm only going to focus on the one mentioned in verse 59 and 60 because of time. I want to highlight that Jesus, listen to me, Jesus called this man with the same words that he called his disciples with, follow me. But this man, unlike the disciples, replied, let me first. Hello, somebody. He, he said to this man, follow me. But his response was, let me first. Go and bury my father. Now, this man's statement has been interpreted two ways. First, that the man's father was already dead. But some would say that that seem, would seem strange because if that were the case, 
He would have already been engaged in the burial procedure. And Jesus never taught people to forsake their responsibility to their family. The other interpretation is that the man's father was getting ready to die, uh, that he was already at the end of his life. Either way, listen to me, either way you want to interpret it, the bottom line is this. This man was asking Jesus to wait a little while longer before following him, before going for him. But as we read, Jesus responded by saying, let the dead bury the bed, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. See, Jesus' point was that proclaiming the kingdom of God was so important that it could not wait. One commentary writes, this does not argue for insensitivity or disrespect with reference for propriety of funerals. It's a lesson against procrastination. Let me ask you another question. What do you keep saying that you need to do first that is keeping you from giving your whole life to the ghost? What do you, what do you keep saying? I, I got to do this first and then I'll do what God's calling me to do. Let me do this first and then I'll give my whole life to God. I want to challenge you to stop saying, let me first do this or first do that. And then I'll serve the Lord wholeheartedly because it will never happen. There will always be something that, that comes up to give you an excuse to prevent you from doing what God is calling you to do. You need to make the decision today, right now, to serve him with all your heart. Stop saying no to the ghost. Listen to me. The gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. Let me ask you another question about this guy that we're talking about here in Luke chapter 9. Who is he? What's his name? What, what, what happened to the rest of his life? Who was Jesus talking to? We don't know. Why? Because he said no to the go. We know who the disciples are because they said yes to the goes. See, the choice is yours if you're going to say yes or no to the goes. And what you choose will determine if you are a talker or, or a walker. If you're a shaker, a world shaker, or a faker. <laughs> I know it sounds harsh, but this is true. If you're going to leave a lasting impact in this world or not, the choice is yours. Now, in closing, let me ask you a few more questions. I want you to be honest with this. Have you been obeying the Lord's orders to go? What does your everyday life look like? What does your weekly look? What does your week look like? Have you been obeying the Lord's orders to go? Number two. When was the last time you won someone to the Lord? When was the last time you won somebody to Christ? When was the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? Let me ask you another question. Who are you personally discipling? Are you discipling anybody? 
What amazes me is that people have been saved for years and have never won one person to Christ or discipled anyone. That, that doesn't make sense to me. Especially when souls are what matter most to Christ. I want to challenge you today to make the decision to give your whole life to the ghost. And if you realize today, by especially answering those questions, that you've really been missing it in this area, that's okay. All you have to do is say, God, forgive me. I realize that I've been really slacking in this area of the Great Commission. And Lord, forgive me. And then move forward and start being effective for the kingdom of God. Be intentional wherever you go to share the gospel. It can be as simple as handing somebody a flyer or a track and telling them, hey, I want to give you something to read. I want to give you an invitation to my church. I want you to know Jesus loves you. I encourage you to start carrying flyers, carry tracks on you from wherever you go. Get some from your church. Let evangelism be a part of your everyday life. Let evangelism be a part of your lifestyle. Amen? Not just something you do when there's a, a church outreach on the calendar. No, 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 no. You don't have to wait for the, 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 the church to plan an outreach. You can be a walking evangelist, an extension of Christ wherever you go. Share the gospel wherever you go. Bring hope to the hopeless. The greatest message, the greatest news anyone can hear is the gospel message about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Wow. It's the greatest news. It gives hope to the hopeless. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, I want to encourage you. Write down your testimony. Share it with your coworkers. Share it with your family and friends that don't know it. And lastly, I wrote a book titled, Will You Go? The World Is Waiting. It's available on Amazon. I encourage you to get it. It will help equip you to be an effective soul winner. I hope this message spoke to you. God bless you.